minus three with Dave Damashek. Another sports weekend in the books now to try and make sense of it. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to minus three. Make sure you're betting along with us. FanDuel.com slash minus three. The word minus the number three. Believe it or not, Thanksgiving's already next week. Not great timing for me because I'm not sure exactly what I have to be thankful for. I better meditate on that over the next handful of days. By the way, if you looked at the Thanksgiving games, Thanksgiving games, this is one of the first things, if not the first thing I look at come uh, schedule release time. And it ain't exactly a juicy trio of games. Raiders Cowboys is pretty good, but Falcons v. Trevor Simeon in prime time. And have you seen the Thanksgiving game in Detroit? Lions v. Bears. Sheesh. Nature's predator should should uh, sue for defamation for Steelers fans, though. It's a look into the recent rearview mirror and a chance to feel shame all over again. Barely beat the Bears. Lost 16-16 to to the Lions. Hope you're playing along with us. Extrapoints.com in the arcade. NFL pick them, college football pick them. Prop culture quiz. Get the play against Cousin Sal, Kevin Hench. And everybody else, speaking of which, Kevin Hench ready to roll there. Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass. Got to review our week-to-week league here. The NFL, Cam's back. A winner, once again, right where he left off with Carolina. Chiefs are good again. Hope you bet along with Kevin Hench there. He told you they would win that. Hope you didn't listen to me. I said the Raiders would win. Baker's bad again. Mac Jones is rolling. The Steelers, shameful. In fact, the Bengals, the only winners in the AFC North because they didn't have to play college football. Georgia's still your favorite on FanDuel to win the national championship. I think Bama's the best bet, though, at plus 450. They presumably are going to get a shot at Georgia in the SEC championship game, win that. They're on to the final four. And if they already have knocked off Georgia once, I think they will have the edge to win it once again. So like I say, FanDuel.com slash minus three. Get uh, get the tide plus four fifty. Doesn't make me happy, just as what I think is going to happen. Same thing goes for the Tennessee Titans. I don't think they're the best team in the AFC, but they are going to get the number one seed. Hope you bet that when I told you to. Hope also you bet Cam's Panthers over six and a half wins on the season when I told you to do so at the end of last week. They're well on their way with number one back under center to doing that. Also, I told you to take the Panthers on the money line. That now makes for Damashek. Six out of nine big underdog money line winners. Bet along with us there on FanDuel. On FanDuel 2, CJ Stroud is now your Heisman favorite. Why? I don't know. I think Kenneth Walker is maybe the best bet. All he has to do is have a nice day against Ohio State. They don't have to knock off the Buckeyes, do do, uh, Michigan State. Uh, They just have to, Kenneth Walker just has to have a nice game there. By the way, while I'm giving shout outs, Eddie Spaghetti, Hench and I laughed. Picking a Calgary Ottawa hockey game in mid November, he hit on that one. Kudos to you, Eddie Spaghetti. Nicely done, and your uh, your Sunday night was pretty good too because Curb and Succession were strong. With all that being said, let's jump into it with our pals. There's Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass, and the great Kevin Hench. What's the poop, fella? Oh my God! I what a Sunday! Just tremendous. The uh, in a million ways. I mean, I I realized. And, and in, in fairness, I only put in nine hours and 47 minutes straight on the couch because when it got to 41-14, I said, you know what? I should 
I should feather a little bit on the throttle here with the uh, with the football, and I I, you know, I probably uh, missed the last two and a half minutes of the Chiefs Raiders blowout. Uh, yeah, the the you know we talk our lives are so dedicated to quarterback play in the NFL, right? It's like this is this is the holy grail. You got to have a QB, and and smarter people than us dedicate their lives to determining whether a guy's going to be a good quarterback or not. And they put him through all these tests and these throws. And Mac Jones, I I never understood it. I never understood. I watched those throws. It wasn't, it wasn't like he didn't make the throws at Alabama. Like he, yes, they were great and they dominated the SEC, but like I couldn't understand why it was, it was just understood that physically Mac Jones was was below these other four guys. I was like, really? Because he just blew out everybody he faced, including Ohio State. I mean, he was making these these throws uh, to, DeAndre, to DeAndre Smith. Like, th- that's a 55-yard that's a pass. Like, what is this knock on Mac Jones? Obviously delighted when he fell to the Patriots. And yesterday, that wasn't game management. That those were strikes. The throw to Kendrick Bourne in down the seam, the teardrop to Jacoby Myers along the sideline. These are big time, big league throws that you need your quarterback to be able to make. And I, if you, I mean, if you redrafted, right? If you could say, hey, hey, everybody, hey, Jags, hey, Jets, hey, Kyle Shanahan, do over. There's no way Mac Jones is available at 15. No, way. no, that no, that's definitely true. Um, I wonder. I think you'd get pushback from the Jags. I bet you they would say we'll stick with Trevor Lawrence, and I'm not. I, and obviously they have to sell validate. But after that, I'm with you, man. You think the the Niners wouldn't rather have Mac Jones right now? Whatever's going on with Trey Lance is curious. Um, like I say, I uh, you know uh, to be conspiratorial uh, or to be a conspiracy theorist about it, if Shanahan puts him in and he stinks, that's an indictment of Kyle Shanahan because he went up to number three to get a guy who in the age of free agency isn't ready to play halfway through his rookie season. It's not 1987. You have to be ready. If people use a high first on you, the expectation should be that you are ready to play in season one, and yet they continue to go with the Ham and Ager, Jimmy G. That's weird. It's an interesting point you make. If you redrafted with the Bears, rather have Mac Jones. I mean, and it also way, is also I mean, it's in the age of you got to have a guy who moves and and all that and and has the element of running to it. Does this blow that theory up? I don't, I don't want to get too crazy. It's not like they've won the Super Bowl or anything. They're still trailing the Bills in the standings. But my preseason pick that the Patriots win that division ain't looking so crazy right now. Well, um, listen, look, answer me this. Damian Harris doesn't fumble inside the 10-yard line against the Dolphins when they're going to kick a chip shot field goal uh, to win that game. And J.J. Taylor doesn't fumble against the Bucs when they're driving with the ball and the lead. Patriots are 8-2, and two, coming off a 45-7 demolition of a team people thought was good in the Browns. They would be number one in the NFL power rankings, true? Yeah, 
I and it's hard to and when you look at the AFC and it's very uh, obviously the week to week stuff it allows for in the binary conversation that exists on social media and otherwise it allows people half the people out there to puff their chest out. She's told you about the Chiefs. Like told told what about the Chiefs last I told week? They bet good. on the Chiefs. I know that was a great bet, but the idea that week to week we understand. Oh well, see now it all makes sense now. A week ago, the people hitting me up about like you you can't make excuses about the Steelers. They they just lost, or I mean they did essentially lose to the Lions. That counts as a loss in my in my heart. Um, it it's doesn't make me feel better in the standings too. When el- when eleven yeah. teams are tied for the final spot in I the know. playoff race, like listen, I'm, I'm I'm sick in my balls about it. Don't get me wrong, but also, how hard can anybody take any individual loss when the Bills lost to the Jags? They scored six points against the Jacksonville Jags. Tom Brady and company, the reigning Super Bowl champions. Just lost to Washington. None of it makes sense. I really, I really don't know, well, I, you know where anything good, sits. Are the Patriots now the like? That's a good topic. Does you know? D- does this loss reveal a structural weakness in the vessel, or is it just an aberration? And you know, it's funny. I I chickened out. I've loved you know. I've loved the Cowboys all year. I've just been like, you know, this Cowboys team is so good, and so I got. I got destroyed um, against the Broncos, like in a million different ways. Like everything hinged on, obviously, the Cowboys are not going to, even if they don't cover, there's no way they're going to lose to Teddy Bridgewater. There's no way. So then, of course, I I back off and, and hide in the ground when the Falcons come calling. And then, you know, seven minutes into that game, you're like, yeah, the Cowboys are really good. They're really good. So the the Broncos uh Cowboys game, that's a flush it down the toilet. We'll never explain it. The Bucks might not be very good. Now, we were this is what we were saying a year ago, Hench. Go back and dig up right around early to mid-November, the conversation around the Buccaneers. It wasn't that they stunk or anything. It's just like well, obviously, this is a nice season. Brady's really, you know, turned that franchise around a little bit, but nobody saw them going and winning the Super Bowl. I feel like that's the same thing right now. And pending the Rams game on Monday Night Football and the Packers, you know, again. Do you think, okay, now, uh, do you, th- there's a new big dog on the block, in my opinion. Do you think, I know he went into Green Bay and, and, uh, through a kind of a bizarre series, like if you look at the Scotty Miller touchdown before the half, you look at Aaron Rodgers not jogging into the end zone. It, it, it You look at a couple of Brady throws that weren't picked, that were just up for grabs in Green Bay. You're like, how did the Bucks emerge with this victory? S- same scenario, uh, TB12 has to go into Dallas and outscore Dak in the NFC Championship game. I say no, uh, that does not happen. I'm inclined to agree with you with what I've seen, but how many more times, on the other hand, have I seen Tom Brady do? I mean, again, who had the Buccaneers last year up in in Lambeau against Rodgers and company surviving that game? I don't, by hook or by crook, it keeps happening. I mean, they really dodge a bullet through the Bucs with Vita Vea because – 
a major liability that you can kind of point to with a lot of the teams that you figure are kind of in contention is an an inability to stuff the run, which leads me to believe that ultimately it's not that important in 21 to be able to stuff the run. It doesn't eliminate you from being able to win football games or make a playoff run. But I mean, just last week at this very time, Eddie Spaghetti and I spoke about the fact that who would you possibly? Everybody was throwing their hands in the air. Who's the pa- the bad? It's it's completely unpredictable. And I said, listen, it's it's clearer than ever in this in this vast senselessness. We know the one thing that's going to come through is Tom Brady. Tom Brady's going to win the Super Bowl. Now I don't know. I mean, who's really capable of winning the Super Bowl? The Packers, the Cowboys, the Buccaneers, the Rams. Right? I don't think the car. I mean. Sorry, Cardinals fans. Do you really see the the Arizona Cardinals? I know Kyler Murray wasn't out there on Sunday, but do you? I, I don't ask that rhetorically, Hench. Do you think the Cardinals could put together a run that lands them in well, Los Angeles? That, that's another good Super example Bowl. of your your week to week head spinning. Um, of course, my inclination is no. Then Kyler Nuke uh, Green and Edmonds gets hurt in the game, are all out, and Colt McCoy destroys the Niners two weeks ago, and you're like, oh, that must be a really deep, talented roster if you can lose all these guys and then blow out a a team like the Niners. Okay, maybe the Niners are terrible. So then another another, uh, not-so-smart bet, uh, even with the line moving rapidly, um, down, I was like, well, the Panthers, I didn't listen to Sheck. I was like, well, this week, at least this week, before Cam has had time to, to, to put the feather in his fedora, you're safe betting on the Cardinals. Nope, there's no safe bets in the NFL. They get destroyed. That game, talk about a game that was over in six minutes. Wow. Um, so so that certainly doesn't, doesn't look like a, a team you have to fear, except that you know, Kyler Murray is a is an exceptional game changer. Like, there's you know, you can't. The, the, there, thank God, there's a drop off to Colt McCoy. Thank God, two weeks ago, like, thank God, it matters. Um, but uh, so, I'm not inclined to put them there. And I have to say, uh, even though it was my preseason pick, Robert Woods does so many things for the Rams that that is just a killer. That is a I think I think it's really bad, given that he's not a conventional wide receiver. A lot of the jet sweep stuff and everything else goes into Robert Wood's hands. But isn't that specifically what Odell is capable of doing? I think it just the football God smiled on Sean McVay and Les Snead with that. They, you know, a day or whatever after they get Odell Beckham, then the guy who kind of cuts the same physical figure and has at least is is capable of doing a lot of the same things Odell Beckham comes in I can't help but lament as a Steelers fan they the Steelers give Melvin Ingram his request and trade him away why 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 did they do that and then the football gods frown on that and TJ Watt is now hurt and now what are the Steelers supposed to do they are built around pass rush and now the game's best pass rusher or 1A best pass rusher appears to be out for now at least a game or three. And Melvin Ingram's in KC and and making a difference in KC. 
and wearing number 24. I don't like that. Please, guys, I'm trying to watch these games. What is happening? How is number 24 that big? Oh, it's Melvin Ingram. Well, I'm like, how is this guy carrying this much weight at safety in the NFL? I'm like, I'm watching the, I'm confused. I'm like, oh, that's Melvin Ingram. He's wearing 24 because the design of everything. I will say this, Juwan Bentley wearing number eight for the Patriots is twice as fast as he used to be. That's one number change that clearly worked. Single digit on an OLB looks cool. 24 does not look cool. It's just confusing to all of us. It it, it ain't right. We're flying around. We never get to talk on Monday, which I, which I, you know, by Thursday, some of it's old news. But I got to say, fresh, fresh off the presses, I don't think enough was made of it uh, by by Michaels and Collinsworth. Um, Deshaun Johnson is north of everyone on the defense. He's beyond Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, what the hell, Deshaun Jackson? Yeah, Deshaun Jackson is he's you're in the end zone. Like you're faster than the guys chasing you and you're behind them, feel free to just continue true north. The way your compass is pointing, I, what, what, I know he drops the ball on the half yard line. That's his move. If he had done that, we would all understand it. Oh, well, of course he dropped the ball short of the goal line. That's what Deshaun Jackson does. What was this move? What, I don't understand this move. You're, you're trying to fumble. Like, I don't, like, it It was insane. I think he slipped on a utensil. What it, the hell was there, do- what, what, why was there a fork or a spoon out on the field? What was Pete Carroll, by the way? Did you see him in Lambeau, too, with his cell phone? It was it was Joe Negro homage day in pro football. Remember Joe Negro yeah, with his course. hands yeah. in his back pockets doing, doing this move and throwing the nail file out? I don't know what the hell, every, my head spins from everything I see, um... Except, I guess, that that's the end of the story, is that the the teams that we knew in August that were going to be juggernauts, that's the through line here. We knew the Packers were going to be good. Rams, Cowboys are a little bit of a surprise. They're running away with their division. But I think we could kind of see that they were going to be good. Here come the Chiefs. The Bills are still there. I guess we were trying to talk ourselves into something about Bill Belichick being done because he's do you know he's rising like a phoenix in 2021 with Mac Jones, you know Brady Jr. I'm I'm trying to make sense of it for for people like me who root for an AFC North team, and I'm and and, and I I feel like succession is about it's about a family. But it's about macro media and how it impacts society and everything else. And then I was thinking about like, that's an epic kind of a thing. And there are certain things that are epic in nature existentially. Like we we know deep down, if you if you allow yourself to think about it, you don't want to think about it. But at some point, the sun's going to burn out. And then that's it for all of us. And there's, there's, then none of it matters. Same thing. At the end of the story, if you think Tom, we're gonna make it till the sun burns out. No, you're right. You're very optimistic. True. True. Right. Right. Wow. There's a, right. The right. The Earth will first burn over, and then we'll see. And yeah, By I mean way, Brady or Mahomes or the, one of these on guys the, uh, on the planet uh, becoming uninhabitable. Like um, all these jackasses, Wolf Blitzer posting the price of gas in D.C. Uh, you know, everyone like, do you see what gas is on Beverly and La Cienega? Like, 
yeah, good. Gas should be $10 a fucking gallon. Like we, what's it going to take to get off the teat? Like I don't like it can't get high enough. Obviously we're addicts who can't fucking shake the problem. Even though the planet is on fire, we're like, Hey man, I want to be able to commute from, you know, Tyson's corners to the beltway. Like what, why stop? There's a million electric vehicles available. You don't even have to buy one from the monster. You can get a, like, I don't like to stop complaining about gas prices, invest in public transportation where we act like, I mean, it is crazy that Western Europe has just been doing its thing for as long as it has. And we act like the solutions to our problems don't exist. What are we going to do about these gas prices? I don't know. Stop fucking using gas, morons. Anyway. I hear you. Listen, that didn't make me feel any better about my worldview. You had the and sun burning out five minutes ago. I know. I right. Like, oh, exactly. Exactly. I mean, and I sun- also know before that happens, I'm not going to be much happier when either the Patriots or Brady wins the Super Bowl again this year. You think that's going to make me feel better as I await the, the inevitable deep sleep? No. No, indeed. I will say but this. I mean, the sun obviously burned out on the Steelers season yesterday do um, you think so but, yeah i mean look the, the the injuries coupled with the the semi-loss i will say this though and i know it was it was wet but anybody who was wondering and i would add myself to this to this number if there's a drop off between seven and that clown jesus christ that that you know you're like you know because the whole thing is like is it is are the Steelers' limitations seven driven like is it the is it ben's problem and then you watch and you're like "Ooh, i'm not sure there's a ton of separation and weapons and then you watch an inferior quarterback try to move the ball down the field and you're like oh i gotta cut ben some slack i hear you he's a backup qb it's hard to it's hard to blame him for a loss any more than it is to make too big a deal about the cardinals losing without kyler murray you know the Is it worse, though? I keep talking about the journey, not the destination, which, again, is, you know, the big sleep for all of us. So I want to celebrate the journey along the way. And as it happens, they're not in a division that has a team with seven wins or or it's still. Is it a worse loss than what the Browns just took? They got humiliated. The Steelers were humiliated too. make no mistake. What about what happened to the Ravens? The Browns are right in the mix. The Bungles, like I say, are fine, but now they go to Vegas. It really, I don't think any of those teams is winning the Super Bowl out of the AFC North. So well, that's, that's, that's all I have to try to make myself feel better. Is the season over in terms of a Lombardi for the Steelers? Yeah, but it was never, it was, that was never a realistic goal anyway. They could still win that bum division. Well, it's not as bad as the NFC East was a year ago, but it, but it ain't any great shakes, right? To answer one of your questions in there, um, the, the Browns losing badly, um, on the road to a playoff team is not as bad as tying the winless Lions at home. If that, that was your original question. That that it is, except I, except you have to asterisk it with Mason Rudolph, who you just conceded is well, lousy. The part you By the way, here's the thing I'll say about Mason Rudolph. He here's did throw part. in overtime. 
he did get them under the under the outer edge of field goal range, and then two pass catchers fumbled the ball. So they probably survive at least an embarrassment. They still survive the game and are six and three and in first place right now. um, Had had one of those fumbles not happened. Couple thoughts. What the fuck is going on with the one yard out to the tight end? I don't understand that play call. Like, what was the idea that he was definitely going to get out of bounds and you would be a yard closer? What? I don't understand the play call. It's it's an insane – there's no outcome that improves your chances of winning the game. You can't send the kicker out. You're you're throwing a one yard out to a slow guy. That was bizarre. But the part – okay, you say Mason Rudolph, Mason Rudolph, Mason Rudolph. How about third and nine – the Lions just hand off and run for a first down. Like over and over again, they're they're completely one-dimensional. They they have announced we are not gonna let this guy throw the ball under any circumstances. And they're gashing the Steelers over and over and over again for over 200 yards. Like, who runs for over 200 yards in the NFL and doesn't win? Like that, that performance by the Steelers defense against a team that essentially Remember when uh, – what, what's the kid's name in Denver? Hinton? They had to start Kendall a guy Hinton. who was not a quarterback. That's what the Lions did yesterday. <laughs> they said, we're not going to throw the ball. Jared Goff, who is bad to begin with, hurts his hip early in the game. And they decide amongst themselves, well, we can't really rely on him throwing the ball the rest of the day. This is pretty obvious about halfway through the second quarter. I, listen, I'm not. I, I, I'm just taking some of the weight off of Mason Rudolph. So he's problem seventeen uh, on the list of the reasons that the Steelers got humiliated by the Detroit Lions yesterday. That's all I'm saying. I, yeah, he was he, now, he was hey, bad, but he's the backup QB. He's supposed to not be great. He's not supposed to be the difference maker. The guy you trade up. To get at tenth overall, it was there was a debate if you remember a few years ago which Devin inside linebacker is better, Devin White or Devin Bush. I think the answer is pretty clear now that uh, that Tampa won that one. They get um, White at I think fifth. The Steelers trade up at ten. That's I mean that's a bust now. I mean did you see his uh, his uh, another woeful tackling performance? We're spending too much time on this bum team. Hold on, real quick here, fellas, a quick break. Oh, now the football season is officially more than half over, but the good news is FanDuel still has its $10 risk-free bet available for you. Every week, all you have to do is bet a same-game parlay with three legs or more, and if your bet doesn't win, FanDuel's going to pay you back up to $10. I love the same-game parlay. Who doesn't? If you enjoy watching football and making it a little more interesting, the same-game parlay is the way to do it. Do it as soon as Thursday night football you know, Falcons v. Patriots, as if those two teams have any history in, oh, wait a second, they did play that Super Bowl. Maybe Matt Ryan gets his revenge. Maybe you want to take him to put up a big passing yards day or multiple touchdowns. Maybe you want to ride with Mac Jones. Either way, get in there on the same game parlay on FanDuel and make sure you help your pals out here with the same game parlay and bet it fanduel.com slash minus three. Once again, the word minus the number three, and we'll see you in the winner circle. I just named four teams in the NFC that can win the Super Bowl. Who right? I mean, 
But are the you, Patriots really capable of going to the Super Bowl? If so, I feel like you sigh uh, uh, among all the the uh, jackasses who bloviate about football. You sh- should you're the absolute least surprised by these standings because you told us exactly what they would be. This is what every like across the league. You told us the Titans. You told us the Patriots. You told us, you know, the NFC teams. Like, I don't except like, for the except for the Niners. But I'm keeping the asterisk there. Let's see. Let's see what happens um, here. We're still hey, midseason, but yes. So, so uh, you know, we mentioned Goff, and and we mentioned those teams who took a quarterback. By the way, Devin White, real quick, MVP of that Super Bowl. Brady's numbers, not impressive. Obviously, another instance, including Brady's first Super Bowl title, where the MVP had to come from the defense. I mean, that Patriots defensive performance against the Rams in their first Super Bowl victory, including the fact that Ty Law scores a touchdown to match the offensive output of the Patriots touchdown total, one apiece. And Brady throws for 145 yards and they give him MVP. And then last year, Brady throws for 200 yards Devin White is all he's all over the field. He's unbelievable. Anyway, um, so we mentioned the teams that took quarterbacks and said, would you would you take Mac Jones instead of Zach Wilson, Trey Lance? What how about this? The Falcons at four said, we don't need a quarterback. The Broncos said we don't need a quarterback. But the Broncos the Lions I- said we don't need a quarterback. So, right. so you've got you know, Kyle Pitts and, and Penny Sewell um, and Patrick Sertan, and these are good players, but you don't have quarterbacks. The Broncos' assumption, I believe, I continue to think, is that, you know, Aaron Rodgers, they thought they were going to get him somewhere right after the draft and maybe at some point in the summer and it never panned out. But I still think that their assumption is that they wind up with him and maybe now they'll go after Deshaun Watson or someone like that if Rodgers doesn't pan out. But yeah, I'm with you. I mean, but include them in that group for not doing it. What were the Lions thinking? I, I mean, I guess because they go and get Jared Goff, they're compelled at that point to try and make a go of it for one season. In a, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you that it doesn't make any sense except for outside of Mac Jones. Should they have gotten Trey Lance? Trey Lance apparently can't earn his way past Jimmy G at this point. Well, I mean, Justin those, Fields those, has been dodgy at best. For the for the teams that, that decided to go with Matt Ryan, Teddy Bridgewater – and Jared Goff, you know, they 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 only had Fields and Mac Jones to choose from. But, you know, I mean, I don't I still I'm like I'm watching Mac Jones and I'm like why would anybody be surprised by this? Why would anybody Because we have been cuz we have convinced ourselves that you have to have a QB who can run as well as throw. And I'm not positive. I mean that it's what it's what the rules allow for now. It's something that you see QBs take advantage of. But but still, when you go back through it and forget whatever happened in the first 25, 30 years of Super Bowls, just look at let's just look at this millennium. I think that's a fair place to to start in with what works and doesn't work in 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 being a contender, a, a, a legit contender to win the Super Bowl. Tom Brady skews everything, of course. And so he's as immobile as it gets. But okay. 
He's won a, a, a gaggle of Super Bowls. Peyton Manning was always in the mix. He could never move. Drew Brees, always in the mix, can't move. Ben Roethlisberger in his prime was one of the better running QBs. Russell Wilson, Steve Young at the back end of the 20th century was a great running QB. Um, you know, Colin, Ka uh, Colin Kaepernick got there in one magic season on his rookie deal. The, it, they, they're anomalous. They're, they're, they're the exceptions that prove the rule that for all the, for all the hype and celebration, rightly, of QBs who can run and how they can burn you on given weeks and steal games for you, they don't wind up in Super Bowls and winning Super Bowls, certainly, right? Maybe I mean, the Patriots, the, the football gods once again smile on them by giving them a, uh, you know, a, a, you know, obviously a more tepid version of the greatest player of all time. It's not a, a, an insult to Mac Jones to say he's probably not as good as Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the greatest to ever do it, but he kind of is like Tom Brady in many, many ways. Well, I, I think you're right on the money uh, with the ceiling on mobility that like, well, all that matters is winning the Super Bowl. And the first three statues we mentioned, um, Brady and the Mannings, uh, had 11 <laughs> in their generation. So so uh, uh, they'll, they'll have statues. They were statues and they'll have statues built to them. And then, you know, watching Lamar uh, really struggle against the Dolphins, you know, and he's he's been hot and cold all year. But there does seem to be this thing where if you uh, – establish yourself as this crazy dual threat that the the more hits you take the you know the more licks you take that the more important of those two threats starts to diminish rapidly and so much better i think to have a guy who knows he can't run and just spikes it at the foot of the running back immediately uh, uh and the other thing that i i think that we we've always, you know, put too much weight on his arm strength, you know, like, because I feel like when I heard the story of Jamarcus Russell could kneel at the opposite 45 yard line and throw the ball through the goalpost, I was like, well, that's no good. Who, who, who cares? That's not a, that is not a metric. And so it does seem like when you think of Jeff George and that there is a point at which your arm strength is going to create ego that is going to lead to bad decisions that is going to hurt your team. Whereas, and you can't be a pea, complete pea shooter either, but Mac Jones on that throw to Kendrick Bourne, like that ball had major league velocity and it was on the money. And so I just think like Mac Jones, to your point about limited mobility, maybe not a bad thing. And Accuracy, as we know, Montana, Brady, more important than being able to throw 100 miles an hour. I just feel like Mac Jones kind of stumbling into the NFL with where his his lack of attributes, not a bad thing. And the things he does really well. I mean, I was one of the draft gurus said, you know, uh, the thing the thing Mac Jones does best of these five guys is he's quickest through his progressions. Of all five guys. And I'm like, it's so, I, I got to like, tell that's you the whole though, game. That's the whole game. I always say, but the thing about that is that I find unsatisfying emotionally and spiritually as a football fan is I love a gunslinger. And I think it diminishes Peyton breeze, 
um, and Brady when we call them game managers because that, you know, that's marginalizing what they do. They're surgeons is what they are. If we can give a guy a cool name like Gunslinger, I think surgeon is a good name for what those guys do. They can, they can cut you up and dissect you, and maybe ultimately that's the better thing to have. The ability to run around, I mean, it doesn't... Okay, Cam Newton got to the Super Bowl and had that magical 2015 and no bigger fan of Cam outside of... Uh, outside the Carolinas than than Damashek is but is he the best is he is he the QB who has had the most success running around as long as he has in his career and still I see exactly what you're talking about Roethlisberger was able to stay relevant by going through a Jordan slash Kobe kind of transition from attack the rim to mid-range turnaround jump shooter and that's why he was good he could stand in the pocket and and sling it and cam newton to some degree has is in the process of making that we'll see how he does there and lamar jackson is even doing that they're building the 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 way their things are structured by hook or by crook with rashad bateman and hollywood brown and everything they're a passing team now they're not really a run-based team in 2021 so maybe they even see that that's uh, that's the reality but yeah, it are are we're consumed by I mean, you know, Flacco won a Super Bowl, couldn't move. Eli Manning can't move. Eli won two Super Bowls against Brady. And so we covet this thing that apparently isn't essential. And I, you know, it when, when it when the rubber hits the road, I don't know what that cliche means when the rubber hits the road, but it, it, where where it applies here exactly. But I think you follow my point that I don't know that it's relevant at all, that, that this is what we're so interested in. Patrick Mahomes, by the way, is another one who can burn you if you're tearing your back on him. And that's basically what you want out of your QB, right? right? Like if you turn your back to him, he'll get you and he'll get to the sticks. And that's it. That's all you need. You don't need design run plays. Maybe Josh Allen will go to the Super Bowl this year, but it doesn't offset the the preponderance of, of what we just pointed out, right? Hey, so... Uh- I, I agree that that Mahomes seems to have the, um, you know, when in in case of emergency, break glass. You know, he 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 knows where the marker is, but he's not looking to take a bunch of licks. Cam, and I know you remember it because I know we talked about it while it was happening. But so the league makes this move. We got to protect these quarterbacks at all costs. But really, as we you know, as a Patriots fan, I can agree with this. But like, really, what the league was doing is like. We got to protect Tom Brady. We got to protect Tom Brady and guys like Tom Brady from getting hurt. Remember that year you were allowed to spear Cam Newton in the head? You could do anything you wanted to Cam Newton. If you grazed Brady, it was 15 yards. And Cam Newton was taking these shots with no flag. And it was like, they're like, they were like, well, what do you want from us? He's bigger than the defensive end who speared him in the head. Who cares? And I was like, I I kind of understand like they're like, well, because he is more athletic than the guy spearing him, we're not going to call this penalty. But now I think they're like, look, if the guy plays quarterback, if he gets grazed, you've got to call a penalty. So we had a crazy penalty. I mean, we've had so many insane roughing calls lately. It's, it is ruining the game, obviously. The Titans have been the beneficiaries, the beneficiary of two insane roughing calls. But there was one uh, 
I oh it was it was against the Dolphins. The Dolphins ended up winning that game, but like the guy sacks Lamar. Uh, he hits he, uh, Lamar gets rid of the ball, but he he tackles him inside the one yard line, like on the end on the end line, and 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 his weight is on Lamar Jackson. But I'm like, certainly the you have your weight on the quarterback needs to be mitigated if the quarterback weighs more than you. Like if he's bigger physically than you are, who's who's roughing whom here? Lamar Jackson, do you really have to try to hit Lamar Jackson? in the same target area that you any contact with Tom Brady is going to put him on the ground. So go ahead, make that target very small. Lamar Jackson is going to get away from you if you don't use all your weight to bring him to the ground. And then it's like the flag comes out. It's like, okay, so you're creating this crazy sport where the rules benefit like the so the the rules that were designed to benefit Brady as all rules have been for 20 years like now there's this weird glitch where if Lamar Jackson is going to get those flags that Cam didn't get this puts the defense in a very tricky situation make sure you get Lamar Jackson to the ground but please do not do it with any intensity whatsoever I what but yeah, it's crazy too, and it's like, yeah, you're you're assessing the same crime differently based on circumstance. You're contextualizing the penalty. Yeah, but the statue can't move. He can't defend himself. But there's a guilty conscience for the runner. He's a quarterback turned runner. It's kind of weird when Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields or otherwise. They get right up to you, and then they they try to go down, and the defender doesn't know what to do, so they hit him, and then they get a helmet to helmet. It's like, what was he supposed to? I, it really Imagine is loco. I mean, obviously, the the Titan Saints one was just a, another abomination by these refs, but it, it would be so nice if they if somebody just said like, look, we you know it can't be late, but we're gonna go back to the old way of playing football. Like you're allowed to hit the quarterback. It's a big part of the game, actually. You're you're allowed to hit the quarterback. It, it would be so nice because these these two Tannehill penalties, like he's an athletic quarterback too. Like you know, he, you know, he can and he can take a lick. And the and, and the Titans just benefiting from two horrible calls in consecutive weeks, roughing the passer calls. I mean, it's just sad that I mean you, that every play, no matter the outcome of the play, every fan has to go. Well, hold on. It's not on the screen because he complete, you know, because because this thing happened downfield. He threw a pick or incomplete. Like we have to wait and see. Was the quarterback grazed? It's just horrible. Well, I mean, the bottom line is for real to kind of wrap up the pro football chunk. And I want to get a couple of quick thoughts from me on college football, too, um, is not I, it, what rhyme or reason can we figure out here? Well, for, we're 10 weeks in now. Make some sense. Make something that is the through line, Hench. What is what is the ultimate point of what we're getting at here? You're you're a smart fella. You can divine with a dense novel what Proust was real the point Proust was really trying to make. What it makes sense 10 weeks in. What are the football gods trying to convey to us based on what we've seen thus thus far? Um make every play reviewable. Okay. <laughs> 
But I mean, who? I mean, what, what the hell? Like, are, are the Cowboys going to the yes. Super Bowl? They just got whipped by the Broncos. They yes. just got destroyed a week ago by the Broncos. Um, so, so I don't know. Like, what, I don't the Bills just logged out, just scored six points. The Bills just scored six points. This is this is your champion AFC. They scored six points a week ago against the Jacksonville Jaguars and Urban Meyer's thumb. What the hell? Okay, I, I will. It's not August. It's a, these games count. I, 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 We're halfway through the season, and you know, not good for gamblers, obviously. But there are there are an inordinate amount of aberrations this year. Obviously, like they're just a great. There's a crazy collection. Of, I mean, your top ten bizarro results this year are unprecedented. You know what? I'm going to count these up. I probably won't because I'll get lazy and or forget to do it. But I, it's a great point because there used to be certain unwritten truths. Like, I mean, like if you ever watched a team lose by five touchdowns, I was like, well, okay, obviously they're not going to win the Super Bowl. They might have some fun weeks and whatever, but they're, they're not going to win the Super Bowl if they got housed by anybody, let alone a bad team. Good teams, teams that we might see in Los Angeles in mid-February have gotten destroyed by mediocre or bad teams, almost defi- almost by definition. If you're still playing football in week 10 right now, you probably have had an embarrassing loss. I can't think of a single team that hasn't had a bad loss. Right? Well, the Patriots, There's a, everybody's had at least one embarrassed. Like, oh my God, what the hell happened there? The Patriots' worst loss was that Saints loss, which was 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 pretty brutal and and uh Johnu Smith juggling you know that they talk about uh, bad luck one of Mac Jones's picks it's crazy that it's a pick if you put the ball in the guy's hands and he manages to to set it like a volleyball player to the defense that quarterback gets a pick um yeah I mean, but, but, but Montana's Niners never, they, they didn't just randomly lose to the Saints uh, 38 to, to 11, ever. That just didn't happen. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll dig it up and I'll look through it. I think I have pretty good recall about the Super Bowl era. I don't remember the Steelers in 1978 like, Ooh, they're going to have to overcome that loss to the Jets. They, I mean, they just took it on the chin. 41 to 3, they lose. <laughs> but they'll be back. And they're like, what? It just didn't happen. Like, Staubach's Cowboys, well, uh, whatever, juggernaut team. It just didn't during happen. One of the, it's weird. During one of the uh, Patriots' runs to, to, the, to glory, they started, they started the season with a 31 0 right. loss to the Bills, where we were like, oh, gosh, I guess we don't have to dedicate every Sunday to watching football. What happened? That team's terrible. What happened? So uh, maybe there is more precedent than we think. We're having a little recency bias here. Um, But I will say this about the Cowboys specifically. You know, one of the things you can point to, uh, you know, the Patriots, one of the things I love about this team is top 10 in uh, yards per game and yards per game allowed. Like they're 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 balanced. They're good on defense. And, and they're moving the ball on offense and they run it well and they, and they pass it well. The Cowboys uh, are more in the mold, I think, of the, the 2019 champion Chiefs where it's like your defense is not great, but it only has to be a little opportunistic here and there mm-hmm. because your offense is spectacular. And so I do think like – I think in the old days you might have gone like, Cowboys defense is not good enough for a deep run uh, in, in the winter. Um, but I do think uh, 
I, I do think that offense is good enough to beat, you know, these teams that we're talking about in the in the NFC. And then on the Bills. In my head, I th- in my head, I think you're right. And as far as that goes, running quarterback, dominant number one wide receiver, these are these are fun luxury items, but they do not equal um deep playoff runs in the 21st century. Good quarterback does. They got that. Dak. Good offensive line. Got that. Um, a good pass rush with Tank Lawrence and Randy Gregory um, and Micah Parsons on down and guys who turn you over on the back end. That's the 21st century defensive key is creating an extra possession or three over the course of 60 minutes. Cowboys have it all. The only question, I guess, is Mike McCarthy. But for the cynics about that, he won a Super Bowl. So it's not like he's uh, he's never had any success. So you can't just say he's going to be the thing that he's holds him probably, back. So I, I, they are kind of the most complete team. Is he's eh? going to pile up. He's going to end up with so many wins. He's probably going to end up in the Hall of Fame. And like Packer fans, they'll just be spinning. They'll be like, "Are you got to be kidding me. The guys in the Hall of Fame. Everybody knows like. Yeah, if uh, they can overcome their head coach, they could win the title. Like, what, what, what world is this? I-, I know, but who I, you know, also, we love to sing songs about coaches and everything. And I guess now we got to get back on uh, the Belichick oh, yeah. train oh, yeah. here. They're going to, they should win again next week. It is, it did. I, maybe the takeaway is this, Hedge. I, you know, I've had some misses, and I appreciate you pointing out uh, what I said before the season that so far is, it has been playing out here. Although the Chargers, my Super Bowl team, stumbling as well. Good chance to get right against Mason Rudolph and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Awfully wounded. By the way, I know this is rudimentary stuff, and yet it happens every time. I just did it about the Cardinals. Like, ooh, that's a bad loss to the Panthers. Yeah, they didn't have their two best offensive players out there. That's probably going to put a cap on on how good they're going to look. The reaction that, what, it, what? why couldn't the Steelers do anything against the Lions? Like, well, you know, T.J. Watt was hurt and Joe Hayden was hurt. And, you know, Stephon Tewitt hasn't played this year. And Tyson Alu-Alu has been out. Like, at some point, you know, they're human beings. Just because you put on the same helmet doesn't mean that you're magically imbued with the powers of the guys who got hurt. So I kind of can give them a pass on that. Mason Rudolph was under center there. But... The I guess the things that we kind of identified. He was, he was way under center on that one snap. He was he was well, eight they, feet yeah right. That's under. another one you can't really hang on the. How much you can hang that on the backup QB? I mean, like the guy snapped the ball over his head in overtime. They were at midfield, and all of a sudden they're 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 punting because the rookie center snapped it over his head. I guess the thing is is I am all about this year chapter another chapter in the story of 2021 because that's all I have I knew going in my team wasn't going to win the Super Bowl so I wanted to enjoy the journey but I guess what we knew in July you know unless you had major injury that has derailed things I guess what we knew then is is still true I guess that's the point the Bucks are still really good and you know more often than not they're you know going to be a skid the Aaron Rodgers, as long as he's in Green Bay, that team's got a legit shot to get to the Super Bowl. The Bills are probably, at the end of it, the best team in the AFC. And Belichick is still good coach, is still a good coach, and I'm guilty of trying to talk myself out of that, that Brady was the, was the linchpin to all of it. But then again, I believed in him enough. We watched what he was doing. Is is he's not his his personnel record is not as uh, keen as his coaching record, 
But you could kind of see around free agency what he was going for, and now it's all coming to fruition, right? I mean, like we're going to be a power run team, and we're gonna and we're gonna have a really great defense, and that's and that's well, what we're seeing. Uh, a couple thoughts on Belichick because it is weird, like, and I don't, you know, we've been <laughs> we've been confused for for twenty something years now because of he he will often reach in the draft for a guy that leaves. Kuyper and McShay scrambling like, well, I've never heard of this guy. Like, what are we doing? That's a third round pick. Why has nobody heard of this guy? Why is he ranked beneath all these other guys? He's going to be available in the sixth round. What's happening? It's like over and over and over again. And, and I mean, he had a, he had a 14 pick run in 2019 where he took Anthony Jennings, Asiasi and, and Dalton Keene with three third round picks, like zero contribution, just, and we're used to it. So that said, the Mac Jones, Christian Barmore, Ramondre Stevenson draft could be historic. I mean, obviously, if if Mac is the guy that he looks like he's going to be, then you got yourself a quarterback in the middle of the first round. That's fantastic. And Christian Barmore, I mean, I feel like Belichick has a um, very specific appreciation for an interior defensive lineman who is immovable and gets penetration that a guy who came up as an offensive coordinator just would never have. Like he would just never be as interested in, in that guy as opposed to like Elijah Moore. Oh, imagine what I can do with Elijah Moore. Like, and, and Belichick's like, well, this is a super boring pick. That guy's going to play and contribute right away. And, uh, you, you know, you're watching the game yesterday. He spent a lot of time in the backfield. And then Ramondre Stevenson in the fourth round, um, you know, he runs – he's a battering ram. And he, he just – he does everything Damian Harris does, I think, slightly better. Uh, so I, I'm completely delighted – by the the 2021 draft, obviously, um, but uh, it, it could. And by the way, can I say you're right about that? And uh, to go way back to where you started with uh, with your pick of the Chiefs and everything else, and you compared, um, you know, the 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 Cowboys of 2021 to the 2019 Chiefs. I think the 2021 Chiefs have a chance of rounding into that shape. You know, I that they. If their defense is going to play like it has the last two weeks, uh, maybe even three weeks, then maybe they're the team that's going to wind up in the Super Bowl once again. Well, it's funny because Collinsworth was citing your transaction. He was saying the arrival of Melvin Ingram lets Chris Jones play inside more, which gives him a a bigger – gives the Chiefs a bigger advantage having Chris Jones inside. Um, I do – I mean, it was like Jim Marshall. It was wrong way to Sean. He didn't know which way the end zone was. That's, you know what I thought of to answer your question, to go way, way back to where we started this show as we wrap it up. What it reminded me of, Brandon Cooks in the Super Bowl. He spun against the Eagles. He spun around so much, I'm convinced Brandon Cooks had no idea which direction was (laughs) right in that one. And then he got, then he got decked. By, Mal- uh, by Malcolm Jenkins, in uh, maybe if he holds onto that ball, the Patriots win that Super Bowl. Part of the reason Brandon um, Cooks has has uh, had so many change of address forms, I think, is that he's always kind of at the center of a fucking narrow Super Bowl loss. I mean, 
you know, he he gave it back to us against the Rams, uh, you know, when, when arguably he could have he could have had two touchdowns. Um, anyway, is he still enjoying his time in, in Houston? Where is he now? Who knows? Listen, you know what? I'm not enjoying today, but you've made me feel a little bit better after a grim Sunday. And by the way, you mentioned Melvin Ingram. It was a grand day for Pittsburgh sports fans. Daniel Sprong, Connor Sheary scoring goals against the Penguins. All we needed was Chaz Morton to come out and uh, wait. There's uh, no way that well, I guess the Pirates no would never the Penguins be in the playoffs lost so to the Capitals. Capitals didn't have any of their guys. Screw. All right, listen. It's been a grand time. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. We appreciate Hench jumping in. I just thought this was a great spot oh, for yeah, Hench yeah, yeah, to come in. Never get you guys. Are you kidding? No one, no one gets to be happy today except for Kevin Hench. Eddie Spaghetti, awfully uh, quiet. We had a lot to kibitz about, but uh, we'll be back, and you'll hear from Eddie Spaghetti and his pal Mikey Meatballs as they break down some puck for you on Thursday. Plus, we'll get you ready for a big college football weekend as well as the upcoming pro football weekend. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.